On today's episode, we are joined by the Head of Development Program, who oversees the development of both Hawthorne and Box Hill listed players. He's a wealth of knowledge and helping to impart footballing wisdom into our young football group. We welcome back to the Talking Hawks podcast, Andy Collins. Tim, that was a very good introduction. Thank you very much for that. Not a problem. Thanks very much for joining us, Colo. Now, firstly, congratulations on helping Box Hill to get to the preliminary final this week against Gold Coast. Have you packed the sunscreen to avoid the sun damage? Oh, yes. I've got, I've got the uh, big sunscreen with the neck. I'll have the, uh, as a former school teacher, it's really important. Um, but looking forward to it. In all seriousness, we're, we're going up to play a preliminary final and for a spot in the grand final. And it's an important game and it is business for us, as any game of football should be. It looks like the weather's going to be absolutely perfect for the way the Box Hill like to play their football. How do you think that's going to impact the game? Yeah, and I think having the lead-up of a really warm week has really assisted us, and we'll be out in the training track in, in an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and it's it's really warm here and a beautiful day uh, at Box Hill City Oval. Um, I think that the fast deck and the condition should really um, suit us, but suit good football. And, and both teams want to move the footy pretty quickly, and... Uh, Hopefully, that'll be a really good game to watch. Now, we took on Werribee in the qualifying final. We, we didn't get the win there. And then last week, we were coming up against Footscray team who'd been on a winning streak of 11 games. Can you take us into the Sheds pre-match? What was the message to the team? Well, it was very different to the Werribee message. And we've probably uh, got a, maybe the balance wrong a little bit against Werribee and and they're a very strong team and very strong contested team. And we thought that if we can match Werribee in the contest or even succeed Werribee in the contest. What it did was that it took away probably some of the exciting parts of our game, um, the way that Boxall and Hawthorne play. And if you watch that game, it didn't look like a, a Hawthorne Boxall game. And, uh, so we went back to our DNA last week and moved the ball a lot, a lot clearer, a lot, lot freer. Um, players were able to express themselves uh, a lot better. And, and we had some terrific passages of play where we would have struggled with any form of ball movement against Werribee. It was really interesting you talk about that box hill DNA because the play that led to the, uh, the goal sealer from Bailey McDonald on the wing seemed to be that box hill DNA where there was space available and, and back yourself and, and to take that on. Was that a message at three quarter time that was given to the side about continuing to, to make sure to keep to the box hill DNA? Yeah. And, and Zane, and it's a real credit to, to the relationship, you know, Zane's got a really close relationship with Sam. Um, the messages through the Hawthorne box hill program are, are identical. Um, and myself, and that's my role within that organisation to make sure that we're really linking in um, strongly to, to what is the Hawks DNA. It's not Box Hill or Hawthorne, it's the Hawks DNA. Um, and so Zane's a fearless coach and really encourages players to, to play to their weapons. And that's no different to, to Sam, that he's constantly encouraging players to play to their strengths, their weapons and play a good game. If you think back at the Werribee game for those Hawthorne supporters that, that watched it, it was very un-Hawthorne-like, um, very un-Hawks-like. 
Now, for the for the Box Hill and Hawthorne fans, you know, they would have seen a, a lot more exciting. And Baylor McDonald taking two bounces and saying, catch me if you can. That's probably what we want to see of young footballers in both clubs. Now, you spoke about your job as, as the bench coach uh, on game day. Can you take us through what does that role actually entail? Because we have a really young squad uh, and most of them are playing in their first final series in terms of being involved in the Hawthorne program. It's just around the communication and and as much around the psychology rather than the technical. Um, we tend to dwell on mistakes as humans a lot more than we praise the success that we have. Um, you know, you kick a point, you kick two goals, you kick two points, two goals. There's only inches in it on what side of the goalpost sometimes it comes. So if you get two goals, you're a lot happier. You kick two points and you feel like, uh, you know, there's an earthquake next door. So, uh, you know, that's one of the great things maybe as an older and wiser head is to keep the psychology of the game and keep it level. And so when a situation like Bailey McDonald occurs, that he goes for it and uh, um, not dwelling on the mistakes that he's made during during the game. So try and keep everything positive, um, learn during the game, and then hopefully we can uh, be a, a really good spectacle when it's our turn to, to show off. Now, speaking of that spectacle, we got the win, which was fantastic against Footscray. Post-game, was it? celebrating a win that you know, reward for effort or was it that the job's not done yet? Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. We're in the top four teams. We finish in the top four teams and the top four teams of the VFL have gone through to compete this week in the preliminary finals. Uh, we're only one game away from a grand final and it is business that there is a game of footy to win. We're going up to the Gold Coast Um and there is a game of footy. And the outcome is that if we win, we're in a grand final. And Box Hill has got great traditions from Chris Newman um, from 2018 um, to, to Marco Bello, to Donald McDonald. You know, many, many grand finals have come through since the alignment. And we would love this group to experience that, both from a Box Hill perspective. And, and a lot of this list was put together by... Myself and Sam back in 2021 when we recruited guys like Cal Porter into the footy club. Um, you can see that we've added to that with a guy like Cal Brown, but very much, you know, to re reward Damien Mercedes, to reward a, a Cal Porter, um, right through a Fergus Green who was a Box Hill player that ended up on Hawthorne's list to Brendan Ryan, who's who's come as a mid-year draft. And, and that's the beauty of VFL footy. And uh, the great thing is we've got a terrific culture in both clubs. And if you're on the hills watching this, you know, most of the senior team were here supporting, but the senior team at Hawthorne know all the Box Hill players personally. And, and we often have cross-training sessions where the Box Hill players will come. So this is this is an exciting part of this week's game. You know, everyone's invested in it. Now you speak about yourself and Sam helping to uh, to build the squad from 2021. This week, will uh, will Sam be there putting some little whispers in your ears before the game as to what we might be able to do to uh, to knock off a Gold Coast team who've been really rampant this season? Oh, occasionally likes to give the head of development a text message during the game, and um, which is really nice. Uh, words of encouragement sometimes. Uh, but 
Um, look, uh, he'll, he'll be uh, watching astutely, um, and and I decide on which messages get to say. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll deny that I said that to you, Tim. <laughs> if you, in case you watch this uh, podcast. Now, the last time we played the Suns, uh, we went up there, and obviously it was a really warm day. One point uh, in it at halftime, so the the Box Hill team were down by one point at halftime, and then unfortunately there was the third quarter where we had a, a massive fade out. And uh, Gold Coast sort of ran rampant and ran roughshod over us during that time and, and ended up winning quite convincingly. How do you look at that previous game against Gold Coast in terms of helping to prepare for this week? Well, I, I think that we worked it out. We're eight or nine players different. That's a significant part of the team. And even if you think about where both teams were, and, and let's even refer to the Hawthorne team at that particular time, our game was still evolving for 2023 and uh, particularly our defensive game was, was still in, in the evolution process. Uh, we would think after this game that both teams had a bit of a reflection and, and it was a really positive footy um, from then on in. So we're going up to, to play footy the way it should be played in our view, the way we want to play. And, Hopefully that's enough to to get the the reward for the performance they deserve. So we'll be ex- very expressive. I think that eight players will make a really significant difference to our team. And uh, and being a fast deck, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to watching the Box Hill team out there on Saturday afternoon. Now, speaking of finals, you've obviously got an abundance of wealth in terms of finals, both AFL and VFL as a player and also as a coach, how do you help to impart that wealth of knowledge about finals footy to such a young group? Because obviously finals footy often leads to a different brand and obviously different stakes up for grabs. So how do you help out the young group with that? Yeah, it's a, it is around a more the conversations in preparation and preparing as normal as possible. Now we, we are traveling, but for most of the players they've traveled before. So the normality of our routine is, is really important. And then on game day, you can get ahead of yourself and think about results, particularly preliminary finals. Uh, Lockie Bramble, Jalen Thorpe, a former Williamstown players that have played in prelim finals with me uh, when I was coaching there and were saying, oh, it's another prelim final. And I said, yeah, and, and they understand the process that it's another game. And understanding the outcome will take care of itself if we play really good footy. If we can get a, a really normal preparation, uh, I find that the players settle into the game really well. And what we all know, either watching finals or even playing in finals, is that the game becomes a game of footy. So the crowd might be bigger at, at, on an MCG on grand final, though, but it becomes a game of footy. And... The, the team that settles quickly into that game of footy is normally the team that will express themselves the best. In terms of expressing yourselves, that's something we certainly want to see from our young stars who are yeah. coming through, whether it's the Max Bramsons or if it's the DGBs or as we were talking about before, the, the Bailey McDonalds. Do they use these finals experiences to help them to set goals for the future? Well, if you think of 2018 and we, we have been using a... We've had Dylan Moore, Mitch Lewis talk to the group, Chankworth talk to the group. Uh, it was a real platform for many 
young senior players because it wasn't that long ago. But five years ago to see a young Mitch Lewis, a young Dylan Moore, a, a young Chankwith Jath, you know, that play in a Box Hill Grand Final and, and share the celebrations of that game, um, it's a really good moment for these young young men, Hawthorne listed. But also, if you think back to the Box Hill, Dave Mirror, who was a Hawthorne listed player, I think, in 2018, but would have loved that victory as a Box Hill person. Um, if you think of Moore, um, Andrew Moore, I think, was the captain of that team, you know, Box Hill. So that's the beauty of this culture at, at the Box Hill Footy Club. And that's why it's celebrated... Um, probably nationwide about the alignment. And it's a real credit to the boards um, and to the players, how they accept and embrace this alignment. We also know in 2018, it was Brendan Whitecross's uh, premiership as well, which is wonderful for Whitey through all the trials and tribulations he's had for both Hawthorne and also Box Hill as well. Yeah, he was a terrific player in that that whole final series. And unfortunately, uh, as a coach at Williamstown, I was at the end of a, of a great... Uh, Chris Newman led victory against Williamstown on his path to, to greater journey and grand final victories, which was great. I'm sure he doesn't mention that anytime he says you call it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, young Jack O'Sullivan, he's obviously been battling the clock to be available throughout the final series. Last week, Zane said that he uh, he was obviously ruled out for last weekend's game against Footscray. Is he a chance to be available for this week against Gold Coast? He would like to think he is. <laughs> uh, look, he hasn't played football for a, a long period of time and um, we've just got to weigh up as a whole football club. Um, you know, the the short-term benefits of him playing this week versus he's been out now for, uh, I think it's 11 weeks. Um, and so that that's a discussion that was last week and it's a discussion that has occurred this week again. And often that's the medical teams of both clubs getting involved in that. Now, uh, DJB is obviously one that's always spoken about by uh, fans because obviously he's, he's had time at both Box Hill and also Hawthorne. And this year we know he's played forward, he's played back. In the VFL final series today, he's played forward and he's played back. How does the coaching group help him to prepare for those different challenges ahead? Oh, like we, knew, we normally set him a task and he understands the versatility now that he's got to become as an AFL footballer. Um, if we did a poll, who, who thinks he's going to be a backman, who thinks he's going to be a forward, does it matter? Uh, you know, some of the great players, and we'll see this through the final series, particularly at AFL, you'll see players playing a variety of positions on any given game. Um so Denver's versatility, I think, is a real strength of his personal development. And he's embraced it. And I would encourage supporters to embrace that because for a young 21-year-old, for him to have played, how many, Tim, how many AFL games has, has um, Denver played? Up to about 40 at the moment, I believe. About 40 yeah. games. That's amazing. And I know that sometimes uh, um, people are critical. That he's a 21-year-old, um, high-marking, I would say versatile rather than key position player, um, versatile player. And embrace whether he's played 40 AFL games, embrace that he's 
developing well as a forward. Like I look at his first half against Melbourne, one of the strongest defensive teams. And just imagine fast forward two years, three years, and he's on Lever in May and out marking these guys. When he gets that body conditioning, and if, you know, I played with some greats, it just took a few years to get the, the body conditioning to, to be a constant AFL footballer. And that's where Denver's path is at the moment. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of Denver as a person, um, you know, and I, I really like what he's been able to do for, for both Hawthorne and Box Hill this year. So will we see him deployed in the back line this weekend, Collar, or are we going to see him as that attacking threat up forward? What do, what do you think? Uh, free to air, Channel 7, 3 o'clock, Gold Coast time. Let's 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 de- unpack it next week, Tim, as we talk about the grand final. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Very much looking forward to being able to do that with you, Collar. I thought I'd just sneak it in and see if we got it, but uh, no, that's fair enough. Maxi Rams, he's had a, a very big task so far in terms of this final series because we know that... Lloyd Meek obviously isn't, wasn't available uh, to be playing. He played too many AFL games and, and wasn't uh, eligible to play in the finals. And uh, and Maxi's been going up against you know some some fairly good opposition in terms of rucks with Clay Tucker not featuring in the side. How have you seen Max's progress and how does he come up and, and combat up and coming ruckman Ned Moyle this weekend? Yeah, it was enormous, uh, and I thought Zane coached really well the use of Jacob Kaczynski and, and Max and um, Cozzy, if you like, you know, was the, and Cozzy's only a young man himself. Um, he he really sort of softened sweet up, like really went after him physically, you know, took some big hits himself, Cozzy. And then Max was able to come in and use his athleticism. He's a very smart young man, Max, developing at a really quick rate. Um, both as a ruckman and a key position forward, but he took some really critical marks around the ground. Was able to get his hands on a lot of footy in the in the contest, particularly the stoppage contest. Uh, I would hope that again, Hawthorne fans are seeing really nice development. Um, have no doubt, we want it to be as quickly as it can, and uh, we we need him to get stronger, more powerful. Um, and again, he's only been in footy for a relatively short time. So I, I think I refer to, again, the Melbourne game where he took a couple of really nice marks, in particular in the first half. Um, so I, I feel that there's a, a great template. So he's really important for, for us, both as a ruckman and a key position player. Um, this week it will be against Mario Chol and Ned Moyle. Ned's not much older than than Max, um, but Mario has been, been around. So... Max played really well up here uh, in the finals last year for us. Um, I think he'll be, I think he'll be up for the challenge. He's quite excited. I think. Yeah, well, look, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. And in terms of the Box Hill players and their development, there's one who seems to have grown in leaps and bounds as the season's gone on, and it's young Jake Arundel. What can you tell us about Jake in terms of his development? Yeah, so Jake's turning 21. Uh, again, his first year was 2021. Um, Eastern Ranger boy doesn't get drafted. Normally, there would be some high discrimination just considered. Uh, it'd be fair enough to say that there's a big step from under 18 footy to VFL footy. And even AFL listed players take a transition. So if you think about Baylor McDonald, 
Um, and I f f go back even 12 months, Connor McDonald, um, Josh Ward. Takes a while to transition in, in from junior football to senior football. Um, Jake has just grown in his footy, become a lot more professional with his training. Uh, he's output at the Scoresby Footy Club. And Scoresby Footy Club, if I'm right, are playing a prelim final this week. Um, and they've had a real they should be credited to the growth of Jake Arundel. Um, but, you know, what we're seeing is that we've got a really confident uh, under-21 player now that we saw when we recruited as an under-18 player into Box Hill from Eastern. So he's been really exciting. He had a really big impact on the game uh, last week and we're expecting him to have another big impact on the game. And speaks about that program, obviously, that's employed at Box Hill, not only helping the Hawthorne listed players to get better, but obviously the uh, the Box Hill boys as well. What's been your highlight to date this year in your role as development coach of both Hawthorne and Box Hill? Oh, I was asked this question recently. Uh, obviously, I have a really strong love for the players that are under 21, and as soon as they go over 21, so Will Day and, and John Newcomb, they're 22 now. Yep, they're off. They're off the Christmas card list. Um, so the under twenty ones uh, are players that we we gathered together um, regularly. Um, I think both as a Hawthorne and Box Hill really pride about the culture that we have at both clubs. So that is a highlight that we have some really good teaching going on in the building and really good people in the building. Uh, if I was to single out an individual. Um, I always think the rising stars are a really good accolade. So Josh Weddle and Seamus Mitchell. Um, Seamus is a former, well, he wears number 40. I'm a former number 40. Um, so probably I, I lean towards Seamus and he hits the golf ball a lot longer than me. So, um, uh, you know, but these young men um, are, are really, it's a pleasure to be my age and to be working with such wonderful young men in both environments you know and us recruiting a cal brown into this environment and for the hawthorne supporters don't underestimate the value of really good box hill players and how they assist the hawthorne program so cal brown a damien mercedi a cal porter and ed phillips you know hugh beasley these are imper absolutely imperative to the development of Hawthorne players. And in return, hopefully the Hawthorne players, and I know this, they show great respect um, and great love for, for their Box Hill teammates. It truly, is cool. a cool. yeah, it truly is a testament to uh, to that partnership and that relationship. And I know you often speak about little sibling and big sibling and, you know, to, to hear you speak, obviously, about the, uh, the young players, whether it's at Box Hill or Hawthorne and, and that bright future that's ahead, it's absolutely wonderful as a supporter. Yeah, and, you know, we still celebrate. We showed a, uh, a really good highlight tape last last week and we celebrate Ethan Stanley and Ryan Marrick. We celebrate that within our our culture here at, at Box Hill, um, at Clay Tucker. And and we also showed clips of Max Lynch and we, we you know, he was terrific at Box Hill early in the season. So it's nice to see the journey that we're traveling as a footy club and you acknowledge that journey that we're traveling, you know, and that was a, that's a beauty. Um, and then to see the guys express themselves, as I said, on the weekend was just an absolute joy. 
Um, and they're, they're one game away from a VFL grand final. And um, don't underestimate the value of playing these games and playing long into a season. Uh, Sam mentioned uh, when we broke up as a Hawthorne listed group that Collingwood are going for another five weeks or Brisbane Lions are going for another five weeks or Port Adelaide. There's another five weeks to be had in a footy season that Hawthorne Footy Club need to get used to. So for us to have our young players, and I'm just seeing Henry Hussway in the in the backgrounds, um, that's a that's a really nice thing that they're experiencing is the length of a season and what it should be. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the season extended by one more, Colo, after we knock off Gold Coast in the prelim, and hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with you before the grand final next week. Look forward to it, Tim. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us. See you, mate. This concludes today's Talking Hawks episode. Please make sure to like and follow us on our social media, whether it's at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Talking Hawks. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And if podcasts are your thing, please feel free to like and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. While you're there, feel free to give us a review and a five-star rating as it helps us to connect and engage with Hawthorne fans across the Talking Hawks content. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast, and until next time, go the Hawks.